Hey, everybody. Dave Hagen here. What are six things the rich do to stay rich? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP, as we like to call it. Today, we're going to talk about six things that the rich do to stay rich. But first, welcome to Nick Appel. How are you doing, Nick? Hey, David, how you doing? You're down in San Diego, I trust. Oh man, the weather is beautiful now. Um, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> San Diego's a nice place to be. I can't can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about these six things. I'm uh, cruising around the internet, and I, I was looking at Yahoo Finance. Came across an article. Uh, of the same name, Six Things the Rich Do to Stay Rich by Jennifer Taylor. This was just a, a couple of months ago. And it kind of piqued my interest because uh, not that I'm rich, but when I get rich someday, I want to know what are the things I'm going to do to stay rich. So I read this article, spent some time thinking about it. I got a couple of my own ideas outside of the, uh, the article, and we'll talk about those uh, in a few minutes. But let's first take a quick look at some of the things or six things that the rich do to stay rich, according to Jennifer Taylor. Number one, they avoid get-rich-quick schemes. And I think that that's probably very, very true. I think people that have some wealth usually understand what it takes to get wealthy, and they understand that it's a long, slow, steady road. Unless you're winning some money from those scratcher tickets, Nick... Or or going to the casino, Dave. (laughs) Or going to the casino or something akin to going to the casino, putting a lot of your money into crypto. But uh, I think very few people actually get rich or get wealthy gambling. But I think people uh, that do have money, unless they're they're getting trust fund money or they've had a, a, a quick windfall, they usually avoid quick rich schemes. And number two, according to the author, they make retirement savings a priority. Again, a long, slow, steady process, not very glitzy, not very exciting, um, not very motivating, actually, at the beginning of that cycle. But as the money starts to build and as it starts to compound, as our good friend Albert Einstein said, the miracle of compound interest it starts to get pretty exciting later on in people's lives. So rich people tend to um, make retirement savings or at least some kind of savings um, a priority. And and maybe, maybe the right word, Nick, there isn't retirement, but uh, it should just say savings. Yeah, I agree. We we don't like that definition of retirement as somebody being old and burned up and tired and no longer able to work, but retirement being that time of life where uh, income off of investments is larger than um, the expense to live, and then you really are retired or independently wealthy or self-sustainable or all the other things that we talked about over the years. But I think it's generally true. Number two, um, wealthy people tend to make savings 
a priority. Number three, they keep taxes in mind. Now, I hate thinking about taxes. I hate I hate taxes. To me, well, it's just about someone well, taking the money. Well, Dave, why do you live in California then? Don't start me. Don't start with me. <laughs> A lot of these other, oh, you know, Elon, my man, moved to what? Austin. Uh, no, no income tax. Florida, I, I believe. No, no state income tax. Um, I think Nevada even. There's, there's a lot of interesting places that don't have income tax. And that means that you'll end up with 8, 9, 10, 12, some cases, 13% more in your pocket. That's nothing to sneeze at to me. But how about you, Nick? You live in California. You're still here lapping it up in the, in the luxurious state of California. You know, I, I have my first big boy job now. So come back to me in a year and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be whining the same way. <laughs> yeah. When you start getting those first paychecks and you go, hey, someone took half of my money. Where did it all go? I'm already noticing it, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the point is extremely well taken by the author of the article. Wealthy people uh, do keep taxes in mind and they need to uh, keep taxes in mind. It's important that that you understand tax rates, uh, that you understand the difference between um, income tax rates versus capital gains rates versus, heck, for that matter, unrealized gains um, in assets. I mean, all the things that, you know, I, I think I see a lot of people in the press, frankly, not, not really understanding when they write some of these articles about, you know, rich people not paying taxes. They may not be paying taxes, but they got an awful lot of gain in their assets that they're ultimately going to have to pay uh, someday. So I think it's important to understand the tax rate because the government isn't going to do it for you. The only thing you can be assured of is that the government's going to hand its hand out um, for your tax money. And um, if you're anything like me, you'll bitch about it and then write them the damn check. Uh, but, you know, they've said that tax avoidance is against the law, but tax minimization is actually smart. I, I think that was actually, a uh, there was a Supreme Court, an opinion um, that said that, because I, I remember reading that in, at some point in the past. You have to keep your taxes in mind. I think a lot of financial planning is taxes. And the more you know about that, the, the better off you're going to be. Number four, they diversify their investments. Um, not only different types of investments, like real estate stocks, et cetera, but different issues within each category. So in the, in the stocks category, it would be stocks and bonds, different kinds of stocks, different stocks that perhaps have different exposures, different stocks that have more of a propensity to go up or down or one way or the other. Um, so they have a, a diversified portfolio, and I think that protects them from unexpected loss. So number four, uh, they diversify, rich people diversify their investments. Um, number five, they leverage debt to their advantage. So by way of example, if you put a down payment on a house and you borrow the rest, uh, that way when the house goes up in value, you've only had that down payment plus the monthly payment invested. And so your increase in value is, has been leveraged um, over that, that um, uh, initial down payment. Now, I'm, I'm not so sure that I agree with the author about rich people leveraging all their um, you know, leveraging, 
leveraging their assets to to make them grow more. Um, you know, I, I think with a house, maybe that would be okay. But I, I hate to see somebody too leveraged out and exposed because if things go bad or something happens, things start to things start to fall apart. But um, according to the author, this is one of the things that uh, they see as um, ways that rich people stay rich. Number six, rich people create robust financial plans. Okay, well, it seems to me part of this is first and foremost, they have a plan. If someone's got some money and they haven't won it um, or they don't have a trust fund, um, most people pretty much have a, a plan how they're going to proceed through life, how they're going to generate revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and secondly, under this heading of robust financial plans, they hire professionals to help them um, stretch this out or help them plan this out. So they hire professionals like um, certified financial advisors, certified financial planners, CPAs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they hire professionals to bounce their plan off and, and focus it and refine it and, and make it even sharper and, and more powerful. So um, those are six things that this author um, says that the rich people do to stay rich. But I've, I've got some, some other thoughts. Um, one, I, I think uh, rich people plan for risk or unexpected events. Uh, and that's what the right kinds of insurance. And there's all sorts of insurance you can buy, but they look at the right kinds of insurance or, or in some cases don't have insurance um, or certain types of insurance at all, but they have the right kinds of liability insurance, uh, the right kinds of death insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And they, they plan for risk or unexpected events by making sure that they have an emergency fund. Um, make sure they have enough money that they could live for an extended period of time if, if things went badly. Secondly, um, I think they, if, if someone wants to be permanently wealthy, they learn to live below their means. Now, you see lots of rich people spending a lot of money, but either they've got a god-awful lot of money or they're not going to be rich that much longer. So I think that someone that's really thought this out and wants to stay rich or wealthy is, is going to live um, below their means. That means their lifestyle is lower than the, the income that they get monthly. I think it's a lot less pressure. I think it allows them to make better decisions on their lifestyle. And again, if they're not doing this, I just don't think that they're going to be rich too long. Um, another thought I had was... Um, you know, rich people try not to, to compare. I think comparing someone's wealth to someone else can, can just deplete your energy or drive the life out of, out of living. Now, this may not be true for, for many wealthy people because they're very, very driven. You always hear people, um, you know, wealthy people, you know, hey, I want to be number one or two on this list or that. Um, but I think people that are truly wealthy and focused aren't worried so much on the, the money um, maybe that's part of it, but they're not focused so much on the money. They're worried about other things. I was so struck by the, the comment that Elon Musk made when he was asked to um, comment on the fact that um, that particular week, he was now the richest person in the world. And his response was, oh, richest person in the world? Oh, well, that's nice. Well, back to work. So it's not about money, I don't think, for Elon. It's about how many cool things he can come out with different products, how he can affect the, the, the path of humanity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think people that are experienced 
in being wealthy, try not to um, compare too much. And again, if they don't do this, chances are they're not going to be you know, wealthy um, for that much longer. I thought that there was a really interesting comment in the article um, that talked about the fact that um, uh, you know, especially when they were when the article was talking about quick rich schemes, there was a quote that said, you know, frankly, wealthy people are more interested in preserving their wealth as opposed to, you know, necessarily creating more wealth. In other words, the preserving the wealth portion of it takes a good deal of their um, attention. So unless you've got just a money manager and you trust them and they're doing phenomenally well, um, you need to focus on preserving the wealth. And even if you've got somebody producing the income, you need to do other things along these along the lines of you know taxes and and risk and diversification and, and those kinds of things. So um, I think that those are some of the things that the author sees, some of the things that I see. Nick, anything that you'd like to add? I just want to know who Nancy Pelosi's money manager is. I mean, she made millions during the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi and her family um, have done real well. I think her husband's got wealth. Um, from what I understand, she does pretty well. And her family um, has done well. I understand that they're related somehow to even the governor of uh, California right now. So uh, th there's a group of folks that have done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, politics goes far and making money. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but I, <laughs> I, I think it, it, it is accurate to say that that's a group of people that, uh, that certainly have some money. Well, I think that we're running out of time and, and Nick, I don't want to jump into one of those more lengthy emails that we have. So we'll wrap it up here next week. We're going to talk about, are you wealthy? I think that's a very interesting topic. Um, and we'll dig into that a little bit next week. Everybody stay tuned. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.